I know you know the average Joe. I know you know the average Joe. I know you know the average Joe. I know you know the average working man. It's the working man, aka the average Joe. And once again, it's been a long time. Um, and I, I, you know, I have no excuses. I have no excuses. I just, just been, you know, dealing with life. You know, as 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 we said before, you know, just dealing with life. Dealing with life. You know what I'm saying? Sometimes life, you know, take you down roads and paths and journeys and. You know, tunnels and holes and pitfalls and stuff that you really never intended on going down. But, um, you know, when you look up, you know, you find yourself down this particular road or a particular path. And you're like, man, how did I get down here? You know, how did I get down here? I didn't intend on being down here, but I'm here. You know what I'm saying? So then you like, well, I got to turn. Then you turn around and look behind you. and You're like, man, I got a long way to get back to. My center line, my center line, you know, like they say in Wing Chun, you know, everything stay on the center line. You know what I'm saying? Sometimes life take you off that center line and you be somewhere to the left and to the right and all the way, all the way over yonder somewhere, East Bumbleville somewhere. Before you look up, you know, before you know it, you look up and wonder how you got there. So that's what's been going on for the most part, you know, with me. Um, You know, uh, not necessarily drifting or wandering, but just. Just, you know, just living, you know what I'm saying? Sometimes you drift to the left, drift to the right. <coughs> Excuse me, or you wander to the left or right, but I've just been living my life, man, and just, you know, uh, you get off center, you get off the center line, you know? That's how it is, and you got to always know, you know, uh, you know, have the discipline, enough discipline to pull yourself back on center, you know, get back on track. You know, I was doing a podcast a week. One a week, once a week, at least one podcast, one podcast episode, um, and that you know that fell off. You know, I fell off basically from you know dealing with life. But the funny part is, like we talked about before, out of all that drifting, out of all that going to the right, going to the left, you know, drifting off the center line, I, I was going to work every day. I've been going to work since my last, since the last episode. I've been at work every time I'm supposed to be at work. I've been at work. You know, I've been I've been pretty much at work. Besides, I think I had to call out one time. But other than that, I've been at work because why the bills keep on rolling in. The rent man keep knocking or she keep knocking. My landlord is a lady. The rent lady keep coming, you know, every month, 30 days. I got 30 days to come up with X, Y and Z. 30 days. And this is not just me. This is all of us. You know, they have, you know, bills to pay. Some people don't got bills to pay, more power to you, but, you know, you take advantage of that while, you, while you're in that predicament. But the gen- generally, the majority of people got bills to pay. So 30 days, you got 30 days until you got to pay, you got to come up with X, Y, and Z. You know, and, and that X, Y, and Z is, is, is burdensome sometimes. It's, it's burdensome. It's burdensome, especially when you pay X and you forget about Y and Z, and then all of a sudden Y and Z come knocking at your door. With a sledgehammer, like, yo, where mine at? You know what I'm saying? And you like, oh, wait a minute, I paid X already. I paid X, I gave X everything I had. Y and Z, like, yo, I, I don't care about X. I don't care about him. 
I'm looking for mine. I'm Y. I'm not X and I'm not Z. I'm Y. You know, and Z looking at you like, what they got to do with me? I need mine. I got to pay X, Y, and Z too. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, it, it, you know it, these bills be killing us, man. You know, they really do. And a lot of times, some, sometimes our employers know our situations at home, our financial situation, and sometimes they take advantage of that. Sometimes they don't. Sometimes they, 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 they help you regarding that. They'll help you make sure that you get work. A certain amount of work to take care of you, you know, help to take care of your situation. And sometimes they use it against you. That's why sometimes you don't want to let you, you don't want to let your employer know a lot of your intricate, detailed, intimate, personal stuff. Me personally, I don't think that's, I don't think that's, a, you know, the best thing to do. To let your, your boss, your supervisor know what's really going on in your life, like detailed matters of what's going on. Because sometimes, like I said, you might have a type of boss that say, well, I know he's not going quit this job because he need the money so i'm gonna do him any kind of way i'm gonna do the, i'm gonna i'm gonna put him on the loads that don't nobody else want i'm gonna take him off his load and put him on somebody else's load that don't nobody else really want to do going all the way out to uh you know east virginia west virginia up in the appalachian mountain somewhere because nobody else want that route because all this, there's no key drops on that route so you got to wait for certain stores to open and you got to be, be there before certain stores close or else you got to do a come back and do it on you after your layover and all this old carrying on. He ain't going nowhere. He got bills to pay. He behind, he behind three months in his rent. He behind two months in his rent. He told me already. We just had a conversation last night how his wife getting ready to leave him because he broke. He ain't going nowhere. He need this job. You know what I'm saying? So you don't want to let your employer know all of your detailed business What's going on at home as far as your finances and stuff like that? I don't think that's something that that they should know about in detail. You know what I'm saying? You might say, "Yo, man, I need some extra cash. You know, hook me up with a you know extra load this weekend on Saturday. I want to come in Saturday or whatever, or Friday night or whatever. You know, I want to come and do some extra work. You know, because I'm you know I got I got I got some catching up to do. Keep it general. You know, you go start going into details and stuff like that, man. You never know how that stuff going how that stuff going to bite you in the butt. You know, they start using that stuff against you, doing you all kind of ways that he, don't, he, ain't gonna, he ain't going nowhere, you know. So, you know, anyway, it's the working man, a.k.a. the average Joe. And I'm just touching bases with the people, you know, as usual. Um, Like I said, it's been a while since I've participated in, you know, a, a podcast episode. Um, Been having a lot on my mind, a lot on my plate. You know, just trying to get things, you know, situated, trying to move, you know, or at least looking into moving because the place I got right now is very tight, very small place. But I chose the place for the financial economic reasons because it's a lot. It was a lot more affordable than where I used to live at. So, you know, it kind of bit me in the butt a little bit because it's tight in there. And my wife is, you know, getting, you know, agitated with the tightness. And my whole family is basically I'm I'm kind of agitated with it, too. And I want a spacious home. You know, that's one of the that's one of the blessings in life. You know, having a spacious home. It's one of the nemas, one of the blessings in life, you know, having a spacious home. So I want to give my wife that, you know, luxury of having a spacious home. So and the kids so they can play around without stumbling over each other, you know. But anyway. Um, I didn't really have nothing particular to, you know, to talk about anything in detail or particular, so on and so forth. I just wanted to kind of, you know, you know, touch base, 
you know, and kind of get myself back reacquainted with the podcast. You know, um, a lot of times initially when I first, you know, talked about doing it to myself, I was telling myself that I would like to have like an outline basically on, you know, when I start up, anytime I do a podcast, I would like to have a outline so I could say, okay, I want to talk about X, Y, and Z, you know, before this podcast is over with, you know, and typically they'd be like 15 to 30 minutes. Um, typically, I know some people have podcasts for like a whole hour because they have different topics that they're talking about. And some of the topics they talk about is, you know, you know, have have a level of importance to them and so on and so forth. And it takes that long to draw that information out. With me, most of the time, it's not like that, you know, because I'm just freestyling. You know what I'm saying? I'm just freestyling. Like I said, unless I have some some bullet points I got in my mind that I kind of want to re- uh, I, I kind of want to, uh, you know, emphasize or what have you. Then I'll have the bullet points in my mind. And I may even I think maybe on occasion I may wrote two or three things down just to kind of have a guideline. But, you know, generally, for the most part, nine times out of ten, ninety nine percent of the time is, you know, is, is, is coming off the dome freestyle, as they say, you know. So, um, you know, that's that's how I do it. That's why they be so short. Fifteen, thirty minutes. You know, you can't freestyle. But for so long before people start saying, all right, now I'm tired. Of, I'm tired of listening to this joke. You know what I'm saying? Anyway. Um, it, it, you know, some things, of course, I have a lot, I be having all kinds of stuff in my mind, but one of the things that I do want to mention is that, you know, if you, I heard, I heard an interesting, I heard an interesting thing the other day from, from a guy named Ty Lopez. Very interesting. Serial entrepreneur, Ty Lopez, you know, uh, guy out in Hollywood, you know, he had a rough upbringing so on and so forth, um, you know, turned into a, you know, entrepreneur and, you know, now he's, you know, he's, he's, you know, on top, as they say, you know, economically, you know, he, he's doing, he's doing well. Um, and he's a serial entrepreneur. He has a lot of experience in entrepreneurship, starting businesses and, you know, you know, building businesses and, you know, things of that nature. Yeah, he, he got a lot of hands on stuff. He's, he's, you know, he's very good at social media and things of that nature. Um, how to leverage social media and, you know, stuff like that. Anyway, he mentioned something that he said a friend of his told him. He said, Ty, what? He said, what did you want to be when you were 16 years old? He said, because that. He said, because that when you were 16 years old, he said, that's the truest. That was your truest self. That was the truest self of the truest version of yourself. When you were 16 years old, what did you want to be? He said, that's what you should work on being. Now, as an adult, you know, in your, you know, 20s, 30s, whatever. Ty is probably, Ty about 30-something years old, whatever. He's a young guy. Anyway, so it was interesting. When I heard it, I said, oh, wow. I said, I never thought about it like that. I never thought about it like that. And me, you know, when I was 16 years old, you know, I was a working man back then. I kept, you know, I always kept a little job. You know, I always kept a little piece, piece of little job. Even when I was 16, I was doing like four... I think I had a job where I was working two hours a day after school. I was working two hours a day, and it was paying us like $19 an hour, I think it was, something like this. So that two hours was giving me like 40 bucks a day or something like that, you know. I think that's how much they was paying us. It's like $19 an hour. So only because we worked so, you know, two hours. You know, they weren't going to give us $20 or $18 or whatever it was. You know, they was if they paid us nine dollars an hour or whatever, eighteen dollars a day. You know, he gave us a little more than that. So, I always kept a little, 
you know, kept a little gig. But when I was 16, I wanted to be a rapper. You know, all my life, I wanted to be a rapper. All my all my childhood life, ever since I was seven years old. I mean, I was rapping since I was seven years old. Seven years old. Probably even before then. But I specifically remember seven years old. My name is Star, S-T-A-R. I got a bike, but not a car. I got two black brothers and sisters, too. If you don't like me, I say I don't like you. I didn't write that, but... It was a little rap group we had that one of the dudes in the group, I think that was his, that was a verse that he, that he said he wrote, unless he stole it from somebody, I don't know, but I think he did write it though, you know what I'm saying, he was an older dude, it was me, my brother, and him and his, and him and his little brother, all in a little so-called rap group, this was back in Compton, we was living in Compton back then, Compton, California, right on Greenleaf, right down the street from Compton College, we used to be able to walk to the college, Compton College. You know, a bunch of knuckleheads. Easy E was running around back then. NWA was around back then. I ain't even know nothing about NWA like that. To be honest with you, I was I was so young, I ain't even really know nothing about NWA. I mean, I knew, you know, I heard the name NWA, and I lived right around the corner from one of the main, well, his mom from Easy E's mom. We lived right around the corner from Easy Mom on Greenleaf in Compton. You know, she used to bake cakes. She was a baker, and my mother used to buy cakes from her. Along with other other people in the neighborhood, we used to have to go around. We go around there and pick the cake up or whatever. You know what I'm saying? We met Easy one time around here, you know, chilling around his mom house, you know. But you know, I, I, ever since I can remember, you know, I wanted to be, I wanted to be, you know, when I was so that was even before I was 16. And once I got to the age of 16, it just got, I just my rapping just got, you know, I just got into it. More and more and more and more and more. So by the time I got six, by the time I turned 16 years old, I was knee deep in it. I mean, I'm talking about, matter of fact, I was past knee deep. I was head deep, face deep, nose deep, body deep, hair deep, ear deep, everything deep. My whole body was immersed in, in, in into the whole music industry and so on and so forth. You know, up until the age of like 20 something years old, and I left it alone. I backed away from it. I accepted Islam, started praying five times a day. You know, learn music was haram, and I then I backed away from it, and that was pretty much the gist of it. You know, so it, it's, it's been a trial, it was a trial, tribulation. It's still a, a, a fitness, they say. You know, when I hear certain things or whatever, while I'm at the store, the stoplight, green light, whatever the case may be, and a car pull up to me, playing such and such or whatever. You know, sometimes it's still a, a, a trial, you know, for me. But at the end of the day, the music industry, in my opinion, or the rap game anyway, is is, is over with right now. It, it, as far as I'm concerned, it, you know, there's no real substance in the, in, the, in, the, in, the, in the game right now. There's no real, no one really talking about much of nothing. So there's no substance. Like, you know, I came from the Biggie era and Pac era. So, you know what I'm saying? You know, I, I come from an era where, you know, you was, yeah, it was poetic. You know what I'm saying? You know, you, they talked about stuff that mattered. You know, not now, you know, this old mumble jumbo stuff and all kind of other can on. And it's just, it's sad. You know, it really is. I mean, if you can say that, it's, it, you know, even though I'm not into that world, but it's sad. It, it really is sad that, that no one has enough, you know, respect for their own self. You know, it, it, it's, it, it, you got a little substance. Some people got a little substance. I'm not going to lie. There's some individuals that there's a little substance, but if you was it's just, I'm going to leave that off. I'm going to leave that off. I ain't going to get into that. I don't even want to get into that. Because I ain't supposed to be talking about that stuff like that anyway. You know what I'm saying? But I ain't going to get into that. But bottom line, 
You know what I'm saying? It's almost a dead industry to a certain degree or a dead game to a certain degree. Everything just, there's no substance. You can't benefit from it. There's no benefit in it. You know? So for me, I've recently got back into poetry. I've recently gotten back into poetry. And when I say got back into it, I was never into it before. But I, you know, I kind of, you know, as a, as a rapper, I guess you kind of like a poet in a way to a certain degree, you know. So I recently got I recently got an end to poetry, I'm going to say, you know, or I'm going to say back into because I, I dipped and dabbed a little bit in the past. But I was always it was always difficult for me to be a poet because or to be poetic or to be a poet because I've came I came from a world where I used to write raps. So for me, sometimes it's, 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 it's a it's a it's very easy to cross back over into that rap style opposed to being a poet. And in po- poetry, you don't have to rhyme. You just have to, you know, make, you know, make a little sense or whatever. You know what I'm saying? You know, sometimes make a lot of sense. But you don't really have to, you know, rhyme if you don't want to. You just, whatever you, you can write a poem, poem, and whatever you, you know, whatever topic you want to talk about, you're kind of just talking through it, walking through it and talking through it, basically. Whereas rap, is more so you got to be on beat. You got to rhyme. You got to, everything got to kind of match up, basically, you know. So, you know, I I've recently gotten into it, and it, and it's and it, it's a wonderful thing. It's a wonderful thing, and 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 I, what what is this? You know, in, in correlation to being a working man, is that you have something to do outside of work. You got something to do outside of work, so your mind is not just preoccupied with your job, and then you come home from work, and then you just turn your mind off, and you're just dead. No thinking, no trying to increase yourself in any way, shape, form, or fashion. All you want to do is go to the bathroom and eat, sleep, and go to the bathroom and then go back to work. You know what I'm saying? You know, so for me, I found the door that I can go in, you know, I can channel into a little bit to get back into something that, and like I was talking about, about with Ty, my, my, my fault, what I was saying about Ty is how, the, how his friend asked him or told him, you know, what did you want to be when you were 16? That's the truest version of yourself. When I was 16, I wanted to be a rapper. Okay, so now I don't want to rap. I can't rap no more. I'm, I'm leaving that off. I'm leaving that off because in Islam, we don't, you know, we don't just, you know, that's it's too much. You know what I'm saying? So we're leaving that off, the whole music thing, so on and so forth. But I can still write poetry. I can still write poetry. So I feel like if I can develop my, you know, talent as far as, you know, in, po- in the poet world, the poetic world, then that would still be a part of me being the, the truest version of myself when I was how, when, when I was 16 years old. You know what I'm saying? You know, as long as it's permissible, it's legal, halal, lawful, so on and so forth, then I'm, I'm all for it. Maybe I can, you know, channel into it, at least tap into it. And I won't feel like I'm wasting uh, something that I have because sometimes I feel like I'm wait, I've, I'm, I have a creative gene in me that i'm not utilizing i feel like that sometimes i'm not gonna lie to you i feel like that i used to feel like that a lot and i still do feel like that a lot because being a a ex-artist you always constantly you something in you is always want to be creative you always want to create something you always want to be creative and that's natural that's a humanistic trait for anybody whether he's an artist or not that you have a a bug in you that's like a creative bug like you just want to just design something or create something you just got something in you just want to just create something you know, just make something, whatever, something. You just want to design something, create something, come up with some type. You want to do something. You want to create something. You know, well, well, art for as an artist, 
it's even more burning. It's even a more of a burning desire to want to do that as a as an ex artist or as an artist. I'm gonna say, you know, it's very very difficult to turn that off. Very difficult to turn that off. Almost it's probably impossible to turn it off. You know, it's probably it may be impossible. You know, and Allah knows best, but it's very difficult at the least to turn that off. You know, so okay, so I'm so now I'm figuring, okay, maybe I don't have to turn it off. Maybe I don't have to turn it off. Maybe I can just rechannel it into poetry. Anyway, it's the working man, aka the average Joe. And I'm touching bases. Just wanted to, you know, uh basically come on the scene and touch base a little bit, you know, express my thoughts. Uh, you know, uh right now. Um, like I said, it's been a while, so I just wanted to, you know, get on here and touch base, you know, basically for the most part. And to let you know that if you wanted to take from this anything that you could take from it that, you know, just think about something that you wanted to do. What did you want to do or be when you were 16 years old? And if it's legal and lawful, then perhaps you might want to look back into it and see how you can try to shape shape it and to benefit from it or maybe, you know, uh, utilize it or become that thing that you wanted to be when you were uh, 16 years old. You know what I'm saying? Or how you can make money while doing it. Because like they all say, all the entrepreneurs say the same thing. They say, listen, if you don't do something that you love, if you're not doing something you love, you love, that you love to make money, anything else is going to get, it's going to get very boring, very fast. It's going to get very, very boring, very, very fast as a career move, as, a, as something that you're doing for the rest of your life. So you can't be a truck driver for the rest of your life. You can't do that. It's impossible. You can't be a truck driver. I mean, technically you can if you die, you know, while you was being a truck driver. And they can say he was a truck driver, you know, all, you know, once he started driving, he was a truck driver for the rest of his life. He died, you know, outside the truck or inside the truck. Well, you know, but he was always a truck driver. You know what I'm saying? But, you know, you don't have to you don't have to minimize yourself to just being a truck driver for the rest of your life. You know what I'm saying? If you got something else you want to do, something else you want to achieve. Then you have the opportunity, you have every opportunity to do and achieve or achieve that thing. And stop making excuses all the time. Oh, I can't do this because of that. I can't do that because of that. What are you talking about? Those are artificial excuses. All that is is fear. False evidence appearing real. That's all it is. A bunch of fear. Stop Stop trying to put your toe in the water in the, in the swimming pool. And you know the swimming pool cold already. What you going to put your toe in there for? So all it's going to do is make you even more scared. Oh, man, that's, whew, that's cold. Ah, I can't get in there. What you come out here for if you can't get in there? You got a towel wrapped around your neck with some swimming trunks on and a white beater on or your shirt off. For those who get in the pool with their shirt off, I don't do that no more. You know what I'm saying? I keep a shirt on when I get in the pool. It is what it is. You know what I'm saying? Not because I'm fat or sloppy or what have you, but I just don't. It's certain parts of my body that I don't that I don't expose to, to, to people. You know what I'm saying? So in my my. From the from the belly button down, from the belly button between the belly button and the knees, you know what I'm saying? It will remain covered at all times. You know what I'm saying? So I mean, I could technically probably, but it's just not, you know, not from, you know, Islamically, it's not proper etiquette to you to be out there like like that. You know what I'm saying? So for me personally, I I have a shirt even if it's a wife beater or whatever. I keep a shirt on or what have you. You know what I'm saying? You know what I mean? But you out here in the pool house, the pool area. And you sticking your toe in the water, you sticking your finger in the water, you stick your foot in there a little bit, you're like, ooh, that's cold. I ain't getting in there. What you come out here for, man? You got a towel wrapped around your neck like you go, what you fronting for? Man, just, you know, just jump in the water. Stop being scared. It's the fear factor. You just making yourself more and more scared. You know what I'm saying? Just jump in the water. You know? 
Jump in the water, get rid of that uncomfort, that little bit of uncomfortable feeling that you feel when the water first hits you and get get on your back and on your all on your body and your butt and everything and it's cold and you, oh, it's cold. Ah. After that, it's, it, you, you, you get used to it very, very fast. You know what I'm saying? You get used to it fast. So we got to get used to pulling the trigger, man. You got to get used to pulling the trigger for, for lack of better words, you know, just going. You know what I'm saying? Just go. Just go. Just do it. You know, and that's where that's what I'm trying to convince myself to do in life now. The things that I want to do, the the, the, the things that I want to do outside of work, because that's what we do when we at work. When we at work, we follow the Nike slogan to the T. We follow the Nike slogan to the T when we at work. But what, we're, what but but what we're doing is we're working on somebody else's dream. We're helping to fulfill someone else's dream when they were 16 years old, what they wanted to be when they were 16 years old, the truest version of they self. They done started it in the company that they in or they started that you work for. And now you're helping them to build and continue build their goal and their dream that they had since they was, you know, a kid or whatever the case may be. So every time you come to work, you follow the Nike slogan to the T. Nike say, just do it. You know what I'm saying? You know, all these other people say just do all these serious entrepreneurs. These these individuals got all these, you know, billion dollar people and all this. So million dollars and also they all say the same thing. Just do it. Just do it. Dude got a speech called. He got a speech called. Just do it. I forgot the guy's name, but he was he was an entrepreneur too. Just do it. So all these people got all these excuses. He said, just do it. Just do it. You know what I'm saying? So when you at work at your nine to five, you follow that slogan like a soldier. I'm talking about like a fearless soldier. You got a project at your job. Project look like it's just it's just crazy. Like, how am I going to get this done? You're like, you know what? I don't know how I'm going to get this. I don't know how I'm going to get it done, but I'm about to just do it. I'm about to just start on it right now. I'm starting on the right. I'm about to get my little coffee, take my little coffee break or bring my coffee to the, to the desk with me, the table with me. And I'm just ready to do it. We're about to start right now. Boom. You go right at it. Before you know it, you're halfway done. Before you know it, you look up, you're 75% done. Before you know it, you're done. The, the project is done. You like, man, I got that done. I ain't even know. I ain't know how I was gonna do that. But I know I knew one thing. I just went right at it, head on. I went right at it. I get to my stops on this truck. When I first get to my first stop, you look at the back of the trailer, the trailer, the trailer be sometimes the trailer fully loaded from, from the floor to the ceiling, from wall to wall, all the way to the front to the back. You like, yo, this is crazy. How am I gonna get all this stuff off of here? But like my transportation manager said one time, he said it's a mind thing. He said, don't look at all the cases you got on the trailer. Just just look at each stop. Once you get to that stop, you just deal with one stop at a time. And eventually the trailer is going to be empty. And that's exactly what happens. So you have to have that just do it mentality when you at work. When you at work, you got to just do it mentality all day long. It, it works like a it works like a you, you're a master at you become a master at just doing it at your job. I mean, you literally master the, the slogan. Just do it. You literally master that slogan at your job. Literally. Literally. You master it. As soon as you get on the truck, you start going at it one case at a time with the scanner. You got the little scanner. Beep. Throw it on the hand truck. 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 Before you know it, you done threw 250 cases off the trailer in an hour. Or some people less than that, 45 minutes, whatever. You know what I'm saying? Hour and a half. However long it takes, you really don't matter. As long as you're just doing it. As long as you're getting the job done. That's the bottom line. We master the slogan, just do it at work. But in our lives, in our personal lives, once we come home from work, 
and kick off them stinking boots you got on your feet. Them sweaty boots and kick off that sweaty, that sweaty outfit you got on, that work uniform you got on. That whole Nike slogan, go in the dirty clothes with your, that, that, that whole, just do it Nike slogan, be right in the dirty clothes hamper with your clothes and your boot and your stinking nasty boots that you done barge your little sweaty socks up and put your socks in there. Or your, that's Nike slogan, be at the bottom of them socks and the bottom of them boots. Just do it. And it, 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 you took it off like a Superman outfit or some type of Superman, super uh, hero uniform. You took it off. Now you just do a slogan is in a trash can now. It ain't even... It don't work no more. It don't work no more. It don't work in your real life. You won't let it work in your real life. I won't let it work in my real life. Forget about you. Let's talk about me. I won't let it work in my real life. The Nike slogan? What? What are you talking about just do it? Just do what? What are you talking about? Just do it. I I, I don't know what you're talking about. I, I don't know nothing about no just do it in, in my real life. Uh-uh. I don't know about that. I don't know about that. What is that? What you mean just do? Just do what? What am I just going to do? Do what? Then you say you want to get here. You want to get there. You want to have this kind of money in a big account. You want to have this. You want to have this kind of house. You want to have this kind of car. You want to. Yeah. Yeah. I did say that. Okay. So what are you doing to get it? I don't know. I'm tired right now. man. I'll talk to you about this later on. Let me get let me catch a nap first. I just got off of work. This topic too deep for me. Well, what about the Nike slogan that you was following from the time you clocked in at your job to the time you clocked out at your job? You was Nike. You was a. You was the. You followed the slogan to the T. You followed the just do a slogan all the way to the to the to the. You you couldn't have done it better than you did it. Nobody could have just did it better than you just did it. Like the slogan said, just do it. You followed the slogan to the T. What happened? I don't, I don't know, man. I, I, why did you do that then when you was at work? Why did you follow the slogan to the T when you was at? Because I had to do it to get the job done. That's what it took to get the job. Well, why didn't you be? Why weren't you in? Uh, it, you know, why weren't you intimidated by all those cases on your trailer? And why didn't that paralyze you like you paralyzed in your regular life? Once you get off of work, you paralyzed. Whether it's analysis, paralysis, or just paralyzed. Period. You don't want to do nothing. Man, I'm tired, man. I don't want to do that right now. Don't you got goals, dreams, and aspirations? Yeah, I do, but you know, uh, you know, that's gonna have to wait. I'm tired. I gotta get up and go to work tomorrow. I can't think about that right now. I got, I got, I got, I gotta get up at two o'clock in the morning. I gotta get up. I gotta be to work at two o'clock. My road time is at two o'clock in the morning. So that means I gotta get up at twelve thirty. Thirty minutes to get up. Thirty thirty minutes to get myself together. It's going to take me 30, 45 minutes to get to work. And then I got a 15 minutes to lock and load, 15 to 30 minutes to lock and load. So my road, so I can be rolling no later than 2.15. I can't talk about this. I can't worry about this right now. I got a job to do, man. I'm, I'm helping him fulfill. I'm helping this guy fulfill his dream. I'm helping another guy work on his dreams, goals, and aspirations. I don't have time to work on mine. I don't have time to work on my dreams, goals, and aspirations because I'm steady helping somebody else work on their dreams, goals, and aspirations. Man, get away from me. I got to pay rent. I got bills to pay, bro. I don't have time to work on me. I don't have time to work on my integrity. I don't have time to work on my dignity. I don't have time to work on my knowledge. I don't have time to get myself better, work on my vocabulary. I don't have time to work on my intellect. I don't have time to get smarter. I don't have time to read about my religion. I don't have time to do any of this. Yeah, I'll practice my religion, but I'll just do the easiest stuff I could do. And that's it. That's all I got time for. I don't have time for nothing else. I don't. I'm working on 
somebody else's dreams, goals, and aspirations. Leave me alone. Leave me alone. I don't got time for that. That's basically what you're saying. That's basically what I be saying without saying it. So I'm saying to myself, first and foremost, get yourself together. Get yourself together and stop talking to talk and start walking to walk. That's the bottom line. Stop talking to talk and start walking the walk because, yes, you do got time to work on yourself. Yes, you do got time to work on your dreams, goals, and aspirations. If you got time to work on this fool's dreams, goals, and aspirations, you got time to work on your own. And he ain't a fool, really. He ain't a fool at all. I'm just saying that because, really, you the fool. I'm the fool. I'm the fool because I'm putting all my time. I'm putting my youth into building his Dreams, goals, and aspirations. I'm breaking my body, literally breaking my knees down, breaking my back down, breaking my shoulders down, breaking my everything down for him to make his his goals come to come to life. Forget about me. Forget about mine. That's basically what I'm telling myself. So if you want to live like that, I'm letting you know right now, you don't have to live like that. It's not it's not you don't have to. You don't have to do that. You can you can you can change that. You can change that today. You can literally switch that up. Take your brakes off. Like they say, like that book talk about release your brakes, which I don't have and I haven't read yet, but I keep hearing about it. Release your brakes. Take your brake off, man. You ride with the emergency brake on. You ride through life with your emergency brake on. Let that John go, man. Turn that thing off. Turn it off and just go full throttle. Go full throttle, man, like they do on a racetrack. Them boys on a the racetrack, they don't even use the brake. Most of the time, the majority of the time, they don't even use the brake. They use them when they go around curves and stuff like that sometimes. Sometimes you got to use the brake, but generally, hey, they be full throttle, man. I'm talking about pedal to the metal. Full throttle. You know? And that's how you got to be. In life, you, to a certain degree, you got to be full throttle. Especially, especially in business. You know? From what I understand, you got to be full throttle. You know? So, anyway... It is what it is. It's the working man, a.k.a. the average Joe. Just touching base and as usual, I start out normally not really having a lot of stuff that I specifically want to talk about, but I end up drifting into something specific. It start out general and it drifting into something specific. So it is what it is. And I know you know the average Joe. I'm done for the day. Get ready to sign off. I know you know the average Joe. I know you know the average Joe. I know you know the average working man. Don't work too hard.